Hello and welcome to the QUB GP Society podcast. This series is entitled Common Conditions in General Practice and is aimed at medical students. We will be discussing some of the most common conditions you will see in a primary care setting in terms of their pathology, presentation, diagnosis and management. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can see all the latest episodes and also check out our society on social media so that you can keep up to date with news and events. But now, on to today's episode. My name is Davog McCaffrey and I am the president of the Queen's University Belfast GP Society. Thank you for joining us for this, our first podcast. We aim for these podcasts to be a valuable learning resource for medical students in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. All of our podcasts will be short, bite-sized, revision-style sessions for you to revise key concepts and conditions that are commonly found in a primary care setting. Today's subject will be hypertension or high blood pressure. Blood pressure is a continuous variable and it is calculated as the cardiac output multiplied by the total peripheral resistance. Blood pressure is normally distributed, which means that it varies with a range of factors, including age, race and gender. Over one-third of patients aged 45 to 55 have high blood pressure, and this increases to over three-quarters of patients above the age of 75. There are a wide range of causes of hypertension, and these can be separated into primary or secondary causes. Primary or essential hypertension represents over 90% of all cases. In this instance, no single cause is identified. Rather, it is multifactorial and a number of risk factors increase the likelihood of someone having hypertension. These include old age, a family history of hypertension, being of Afro-Caribbean origin, having a high salt intake, being overweight, and smoking. On the other hand, with secondary hypertension, a specific cause can be identified. These may be renal in nature, such as renal parenchymal diseases like diabetic nephropathy, chronic glomerulonephritis, polycystic kidney disease, chronic tubulointerstitial nephritis, and hypertensive renal disease. Renovascular diseases, like renal artery stenosis, caused by atherosclerosis or fibromuscular dysplasia, may also cause hypertension. Moving on to endocrine causes, these include an aldosteronoma, which is a benign tumour of the adrenal gland, a pheochromocytoma, which is a tumour of the adrenal medulla, and Cushing syndrome, or hypercortisolism which may be caused by the ectopic secretion of ACTH by a lung CA, a pituitary microadenoma, an adrenal adenoma, 
or by medications like corticosteroids. Aortic coarctation can also cause hypertension. Clinically, this would present with high blood pressure in the upper limb and low blood pressure in the lower limbs. Hypertension tends to be asymptomatic, but symptoms may be observed in relation to an underlying secondary cause or to a complication of hypertension further down the line. In this next section, we will discuss the definition and diagnosis of hypertension using the NICE guidelines from 2019 in association with the British and Irish Hypertension Society. Hypertension is usually diagnosed following a clinic blood pressure measurement. In clinic, if the blood pressure is under 140 over 90, it is important to check it again at least every five years. If the blood pressure is between 140 over 90 to 179 over 119, clinicians will then move to offer ambulatory blood pressure measurement this means 24-hour monitoring with various blood pressure measurements taken within this time, or a home blood pressure measurement. These additional blood pressure measurements avoid the risk of falsely elevated clinic blood pressure measurements, perhaps due to things like white coat syndrome or excessive caffeine consumption. It is also important to investigate for target organ damage and for cardiovascular risk. If the ambulatory blood pressure measurement or home blood pressure measurement is between 135 over 85 to 149 over 94, this is classed as stage one hypertension. In these patients, lifestyle advice should be offered, including reducing salt intake, exercising, and smoking cessation. In certain high-risk patients, including those under 80 with end organ damage, cardiovascular or renal disease, or diabetes, treatment should be initiated. If the ambulatory blood pressure measurement or home blood pressure measurement is greater than 150 over 95, clinicians should then offer lifestyle advice and commence drug treatment. These patients are said to have stage 2 hypertension. For patients under 40, it is always important to consider specialist evaluation of secondary causes and assessment of long-term benefits and risks of treatment. It is important to note that if the clinic blood pressure measurement is greater than 180 over 120, Assess for end organ damage as soon as possible. Clinicians should consider starting drug treatment immediately without further monitoring if there is target organ damage. If there is no target organ damage, the clinic blood pressure measurement should be repeated within seven days. Additional baseline investigations may also be carried out, including bloods, to check renal function in terms of UND, creatinine and the EGFR. Also, a fasting blood glucose and lipid profile might be useful. Further investigations like a renal ultrasound, an echocardiogram or an ECG 
may also aid in the diagnosis of hypertension and specifically in relation to secondary causes. There are a wide range of complications of hypertension. Patients may be predisposed to various conditions which affect multiple body systems. In terms of cardiac manifestations, these include things like left ventricular hypertrophy, atherosclerosis, which is the asymmetrical narrowing of the lumen of larger vessels, or arteriolosclerosis, which is the symmetrical narrowing of the lumen of smaller vessels. Patients with hypertension are also predisposed to ischemia and infarction, and hemorrhagic stroke in terms of the rupture of weakened microaneurysms. Renal manifestations include hypertensive nephrosclerosis, leading to chronic kidney disease. Hypertensive patients are also predisposed to hypertensive retinopathy. The following section will deal with the treatment of hypertension using antihypertensive drugs. It is important to highlight that in all patients it is critical to monitor the response to treatment. This is done using the clinic blood pressure measurement. In patients under 80 years of age, the target clinic blood pressure measurement is less than 140 over 90. In those over 80, it is less than 150 over 90. And for diabetic patients, it is less than 130 over 80. The choice of antihypertensive depends on a range of factors. In all patients with type 2 diabetes, or in those under 55 and not of Black African or African Caribbean family origin, the first step of treatment is with an ACE inhibitor or an angiotensin 2 receptor blocker. If the patient is still hypertensive, step 2 involves adding on a calcium channel blocker or a thiazide-like diuretic. Step 3 is a triple therapy using an ACE inhibitor or angiotensin 2 receptor blocker plus a calcium channel blocker plus a thiazide-like diuretic. In patients who are over the age of 55 or who are of Black African or African Caribbean family origin, step 1 of treatment is with a calcium channel blocker. If the patient's hypertension persists, step 2 involves introducing an ACE inhibitor or angiotensin 2 receptor blocker or a thiazide-like diuretic. As before, step 3 is a triple therapy involving an ACE inhibitor or angiotensin 2 receptor blocker plus a calcium channel blocker plus a thiazide-like diuretic. In all cases, Step 4 involves resistant hypertension. You may wish to seek expert advice or add a low-dose spironolactone if the blood potassium is less than 4.5 millimoles per litre or alternatively an alpha or beta blocker if the blood potassium level is greater than 4.5 millimoles per litre. Don't forget at each step to monitor the response to treatment using the clinic blood pressure measurement. That brings us to the end of today's podcast on hypertension. 
In summary, hypertension is a common condition which is frequently encountered in a general practice or primary care setting. Thorough investigation must be undertaken using clinic blood pressure measurements in combination with ambulatory or home blood pressure measurements. Lifestyle advice is important from the beginning and throughout treatment, and once antihypertensive drug treatment commences, it is critical to monitor for the response to treatment. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you have any ideas, suggestions or feedback, don't be afraid to get in touch with us via email gp-sock at qub.ac.uk Our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts are regularly updated with all the essential information from our society. Thank you and goodbye.